This episode of Spinsters is brought to you by Mendy. Mendy offers a line of safe and trusted hemp-derived CBD products, and I cannot skip out on the fact that this is a woman-owned company. You know we love that here. Now, I know what you're thinking, Haley, wow, you never sound this peppy when you're doing these reads. Well, it's because I had a full night's sleep last night. Last night, I took some of Mendy's sleep tincture before bed and slept fully through the night. I made breakfast for the entire house this morning. I walked my dog for longer than usual. So yes, we are now a Mendy household. Mendy's products are all natural for pain, sleep, stress, and energy. With Mendy, you have a choice between full spectrum and no THC. Mendy is a safe, inclusive choice if you're new to CBD. And did I mention that as woman-owned? Some things are worth mentioning twice. Spinsters listeners can save 30% on their first purchase using code SPINSTERS at checkout. Our next partner has a product that we use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted more energy in my mornings as I started off my day. I actually look forward to it each morning. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com spin. This episode of Spencers is brought to you by Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com spinsters to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast that was very special and wonderful and was made by the best people ever. And I'm not crying yet. (laughs) We're doing good. We're doing good. I'm Jordan Liggins Robinson. Hey, let's go. And these are my friends. Haley, Harry, Sierra, we're all here. All unmarried, so. <laughs> yeah. Although this, gotta... this will come out tomorrow. It's <laughs> <laughs> still time. <laughs> There's still time for us to get married. Um, Congratulations on being married. Your wedding Thank was beautiful. You, you were Thank beautiful. You. Fred was beautiful. The ceremony is beautiful. Um, I loved it. I'm so glad I got to meet your mom and dad. Oh, that I didn't even tell you that. That's all they've been talking about. I got to meet Haley. Finally, (laughs) they were so starstruck. Like the whole next day, she was telling everybody. Did your dad tell you that I apologize? Yes, they were cracking up because he was saying even weeks before the wedding, he's like, I can't wait to meet Haley so I can shun her for making my daughter curse on. on a podcast but no, no i knew me. they love yeah me. i was like hi i'm really sorry <laughs> i know she's been cussing more than normal <laughs> he gave me the dad look but then yeah but i want him over in the end oh yeah they love you um well this is our last show we 
were we were gonna think about what to say i did not i was telling you guys before i had um i had drinks last night that made me think about other things a lot um this morning i got locked out of my house with a dog and a kitten um but shout out to my neighbor josh and the coat he let me borrow till i got back in um this weekend i mended a fence and used a chainsaw so i thought i could get in through the window because now i'm i feel more like in touch with that side of myself but it did not work Mm -hmm. i couldn't even get the screw off um and then once I got back inside, I was like, okay, you only have an hour. Time to think about what to say. And I watched Terrence Mann highlights instead. Do you guys remember him? Kentucky? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And he was on at one point a team with Francisco Garcia, which naturally led me to my uh resting state, which mm. is thinking about Francisco Garcia. <laughs> so I have not um thought of anything to say. Jordan, have you? Um, no. And everything went out the window with that. The podcast was. The was is in the rundown and it's it's shook me. I, I'm i trying to be reflective. I knew I was going to get lovey-dovey because that's my natural state. I just want to love on all you guys for everything that this podcast was. But um, that's as far as I got. That's as far as I got. Um. I think just reflecting on spinsters and how thankful I am because I was just at a regular schmegular job when Haley was like, hey, do you want to be in this podcast? And I was like, yeah, it's like once a week, right? It should be <laughs> super low key. <laughs> and it turned into something amazing and wonderful and beautiful. And so I was just thinking back to those early episodes when... We had no idea what we're doing. We still don't know. I still don't know what I'm doing. We're still <laughs> No, you can just, speak for both of us. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what we're doing, but it got easier and we got more comfortable. And I think we made something really special. And so that's what I've kind of been reflecting on these past couple of days. Um, yes, I agree. Uh, we also wanted to, We were me and Jordan were talking about maybe sharing why the show is ending. I think... You know, it's hard to not be cryptic when it comes to stuff that involves a company. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we can be open and transparent about is that this was our decision. We, but also (laughs) there's nothing's wrong. No one's mad at each other. We'll still probably Zoom every week. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we just, I I think we all just thought it was time. Um, The It was time. Oh, now I'm like <laughs> trying to not let, make Harry cut anything. <laughs> I don't know, Harry. You're diplomatic. You you go for it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I think I look at Spencer's as like a, a a really like awesome step, and and now I'm I'm ready to take the next step to some degree. I'm kind of scared and sad that it's ending because like there's part of me that would love to just keep doing this podcast every week for forever but mm-hmm. that's not the way that the world works right now and so uh that that isn't gonna happen um but 
yeah it's 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 um it's a it's an evolution i think rather than a uh uh rather than a a breakup or um you know some other kind of thing or like uh something went wrong so yeah you um, know if this feed still exists in like a year and you still have the login or something we should really record something in a year because it's hard for me to think of exactly what to say or how to say what i'm feeling right now because i just am tired you know like in general just a little bit like it's been uh, you know for everyone the last couple of years have been weird and strange and make you re-examine things but um this is i think just overall what i want to put out there is that this is like a good natural step for everyone um yeah. and but we are you know sad of course but uh don't you don't feel like thank you so much everyone who messaged me but don't be alarmed i guess yeah keep same. messaging me you can message me you can venmo me you could sell me you could catch up um and i appreciate all of the messages but yeah don't be like alarmed um at all everything's fine we're fine i i think that's that's well put and it does make me think of like when somebody is like getting broken up with and they're like no actually i'm fine i'm doing great <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's there's this exactly. like instinct to be like okay you're not doing great but in this case actually we are and we, we still are. love each other yeah you're like uh, yeah fine we're was really the, was the wrong word to use <laughs> no i'm good i'm good no it's good, good. i wanted this to happen i yeah. wanted this I, to happen. I hated good, that love. guy yeah <laughs> yeah it's also the content too. Like we made something really great and looking back at, you know, especially Haley, your vision of trying to mix in, you know, reported pieces, adding in contributors, but also, you know, covering the NBA weekly. I feel like we, we did that and we did that in a unique, fun way. And when we zoom out, we're very content with what we made and so it's like cool now we can spread our wings and and move on so that's that's how i think of it too it was just such a wonderful time and the vision really came to life yeah what's funny is we also just didn't know what we were doing at the beginning like i'd never totally. with audio i had been on a podcast like as a uh recurring guest but had never hosted anything um and so that was a learning curve. And then also figuring out how to do audio reporting was, uh, mm -hmm. thank you, John and Alex, and um, for helping me with that. That was new, but it was also really fun. And there were things that you couldn't do in writing that you could do in audio. Yeah. Um, but there are, I think the whole entire point and excitement behind starting something like this is that there are a million stories in basketball or just not, I mean, not even necessarily stories that need to be reported, but things that can be talked about in ways that they maybe aren't most commonly. And mm -hmm. that still very much exists and people wanting to tell them still very much exists. Um, yep. So it's fun to to try our hand at it for a little while and it felt very rewarding at times and very exhausting at other times <laughs> do you i did a little uh by the numbers um i did a little research as i was kind of wrapping up some things for for this last episode do you want me to give you a little breakdown of the show that, that, yes uh, first one is yeah uh 
the only kind of real hard number is how many episodes of spinsters do you think exist mm. um because we had 100 right Did yeah we ever hit i remember we sell we celebrated 100 so i'm going okay. 120 but i don't remember when we celebrated it that was a while ago i think i'm going 150 sierra you got a guess uh i'm gonna go 140 okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's 152 episodes hey, hey. wow, wow. Does that include this one, or is this, uh, this 153? This is 153. Okay. Um, Women in fucking finance over here. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, numbers. The next thing I got, the first episode came out on <coughs> March 2nd, 2021. What do you think was trending on Twitter that day? Oh, God. I've got the hashtags. I also have the three most popular tweets. Um, I bet Whoa. Trump was up to something. <laughs> he was up to something. <laughs> up to something. I. He was doing something. I bet Trump was like threatening. All right, I'm gonna say Mar-a-Lago was involved. I'll I'll put okay. that out there. Um, March 2021. Who was hurt? All I was gonna say, if it was trending, we probably did not talk about it because we scripted out the whole the episode. entire. <laughs> and it was hello. Me. My name is Haley O'Shaughnessy, and this is Jordan Lickens. Today we're gonna, yeah. So that that's what I'm gonna say. I do not remember. All right, I'll give you a few of them. So the three most popular tweets. One was a tweet from AOC talking about um, minimum wage and how how bad the the current setup is okay. um the next one is a picture of dolly parton getting her vaccine okay wow mm -hmm. iconic and then the next one is elon musk saying scammers and crypto should get a room that has 148,000 likes I should have guessed Elon. Musk. I mean, he kind of made a point. He's right. <laughs> the worst person you know just made a good point. <laughs> it is a little bit though of like he's like uh, uh, it's like the SpongeBob like wanted this man. Yeah, I'm yeah. like you're a scammer. I've been in a, I've been in many Teslas not because of choice or because I have wealthy friends because they're everyone in Uber right now is driving a Tesla, and when you go in them, it's literally. Like you're in a spirit airplane. It's just a shell of a car with a big screen. The seats are uncomfortable. It feels like stuff's missing. Like feels like they forgot to add on a layer to the ex the interior. You know, I don't know. Whatever. They're a scam. They break down all the time. I've heard. Um, mm. And you were a mean child, and I bet you're a mean adult, Elon Musk. Your <laughs> daddy doesn't even love you. A few, I did. <laughs> a few, a few, a few more things. Uh, this is all alleged, just in case the uh, the Elon Musk, uh, the Tesla um, legal arm, wants to take us down. Okay. So we were just we we're satire. just kidding. Satire. Um, Can you imagine if he sued me? He's like, my dad does love me. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few other things that were t trending on Twitter: hashtag Texas Independence Day. Um mustard uh okay 
Dr. Seuss. Read this, a, oh, this was when the, there was a Dr. Seuss book that was... Dr. Seuss got canceled. Yeah, yeah he got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Or one of the books did, and then it was a big... That was a big uh, culture mm-hmm. war. I remember that. Read, hashtag read across America Day. Never Randy remember. Orton. <laughs> Baylor. Okay. Hashtag give white men a chance. Oh, God. <laughs> I have to say, kind of bad vibes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the day Didn't this launched. Didn't bode well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Greg- it wasn't hashtag spinsters. Um, mm, not yet. Not yet. Mm. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds beat the Angels. You know, there's some other stuff going on, but n- not too important. No one cares about baseball. So... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I had another. Yeah, you know, why are we being so <laughs> aggressive? Um, no, We're that's all I have. the end of the show. Like, Yeah. This is where everyone's got to get their last takes I know. Off. This is really like Baseball a... sucks. That's not a hot take. God hate no, him. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. A, a sport that gets rained out. A no, sport gets rained out. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, well, listen, this is a basketball <laughs> podcast. Uh-oh. Second favorite is football. <laughs> no. Uh, um, Stinky. The, yeah, that's all I got from reflection. So that's uh, Harry's by the numbers. <laughs> well, thanks, Harry. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> um, okay, so we, for this last episode, we got some of our friends to talk about a basketball moment that meant a lot to them um partially because we didn't know what to do for the last episode um and yeah actually no that's it we wanted to just have them do the work for us uh and so we're going to get into that now except we're not because first before we get into it me and jordan want to thank you to specifically um, Sierra, you are so talented. I feel like you should be running main accounts and you will be one day if you want to. Yes. Um, and entire strategies, but beyond any kind of work thing, you're just such a refreshing um little thought bubble that is in every single room you come into, <laughs> virtual or not. <laughs> I mean, you really, you genuinely are like, yeah, because you always have the smartest thing to say or the funniest thing to say, and you're Mm -hmm. extremely supportive, and we really care about and love you. Um, Harry, I'll say it. I did not want to hire a guy, um, but (laughs) you were just too good on when we first talked. Like, we wanted a producer who could be there for us um, and fight battles for us that we didn't know how to fight or I just needed Mm -hmm. you know support in so many different ways and I don't know if you knew it would be support so much emotionally and mentally like (laughs) me having bad days but um I really gotta hand it to you you in so many ways um are extremely considerate thoughtful smart and very, very dedicated and open. And in a room where you worked with majority women were mm-hmm. always the least domineering person in the room and let us get off our ideas, um, mm-hmm. frustrations, thoughts, whatever, 
but then always enhanced all of them and brought your own. So yes. to the two of you, this has been so much fun. Um, oh, and surprise, Jordan. <laughs> I Don't also want to thank you. No, 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 no. <laughs> I ha- Jordan, I have to. I literally, I thought that this was going to be like some small thing. And then it turned into we needed to do it twice a week. Um when we sat down in that park and talked about what we wanted out of this, mm-hmm. I immediately knew that moment. Okay, I'm glad I'm doing this with Jordan. Aww. And every time that I have, I mean, we used to send those voice notes that were like 30 minutes. <laughs> like we <laughs> yes. cut off the voice notes. <laughs> I just thank you so much for being patient, for being kind, for being flexible, for being such a good friend like we started this thing out friends and now I'm like I could tell Jordan anything um and I it's funny that we called the show spinsters shout out to Sirit who came up with the name but the evolution of the show was literally at the end like I saw you getting married (laughs) isn't that crazy I saw one of my closest friends literally getting married And I don't know. I just had so much emotion on that day. I mean, I was talking to you and asking if you saw everyone crying, but it was just a wave (laughs) of tears when you walked by. And I just thought about every moment and who you've been to me and the team on the show. And I don't know, all of those qualities and more. I was like, she's going to be such a good wife. You know, such a good marriage. Um, But yeah, to the three of you, seriously, thank you so much. This has been an extremely fun two years. Um, because of of you three. <laughs> okay, now I'm crying. Remember I said I wasn't earlier? Oh. <laughs> That's so sweet. We love you, Haley. Oh, gosh. And I will tell you off mic how, just how much. I don't want to cry on mic. <laughs> ah! uh, I will briefly say that. That's uh, uh, mutual, of course, to, to all of you. Um you know, this show changed my life in a lot of ways, like totally changed my career. I was I was working in podcasting, but nobody had, had offered me any full-time work, anywhere near full-time work to kind of work creatively like this. Um, mm-hmm. I had always wanted to and always believed, though sometimes my belief would waver, like that I could be in these rooms, you know, being... being having ideas and you know facilitating the creative process and um it was just uh, uh i'm like incredibly grateful to, that that you guys took the chance and also and i think this really speaks to to both of your your leadership styles of but just of like repeatedly and this goes i suspect everybody that that we've worked with uh, feels this way but empowering everybody wanting everybody to to have bigger and bigger roles there was no like don't you know you're stepping on my toes or or uh but you know the spotlight's only for me it was like you guys genuinely wanted just like everybody to pop off like from from the show (laughs) and and it, it it trickled down like in in your words but also your actions and and i think that kind of like uh integrity is is awesome and Aww. and um i'm lucky that 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 i had you guys you know um in my corner 
and and of course this goes like for the whole team like everybody we worked with was was really awesome but um yeah those narrative episodes were fucking hard i mean that (laughs) shit was really hard and we so we had at points like such a big team trying to make them and just you know kind of they're really they're expensive to do and Mm -hmm. with the we had like a limited team doing them i guess to pull back the curtain and everyone did like a million things and so trying to juggle that and also saying is this what you want to do or should do you want to do something bigger or different and um and knowing that everyone was working in like the hours were intense and kind of you know especially when we had okay we want two of these a month we want one of these a month whatever um and always over the two years kind of trying to still figure out what the show was everyone worked their asses off Mm -hmm. and it's funny towards the end you know we just couldn't do the narrative episodes anymore it just they were they were expensive and um and then it just became like very also free and and fun and so I credit that to the three of you as well but everyone who was on the larger team um I you really like worked your ass off and I was gonna I mean, we can thank everyone at the end anyway, but it just seems like a good time um, to do it. So Jackson, Misha, Buffy, Jason, Alex Ward, Cody, Mary, Shway, Will Beard, Miriam, um, Harry Swartout, Graham, Dom, Ashley, Crystal, Devin, Isabel, who is a star. Who's Mm. a really good Yankees player? Who's like the best Yankee? Aaron Judge. There we go. You're you're, our you're the Aaron, Aaron judge. judge. Unless he's problematic, then you're the Derek Jeter. Is he problematic? Is he not problematic? No, that's well. I guess Arod's not. He just gave the he gift just... baskets. No, that was that J-Lo. was Derek Jeter. There was Derek Jeter. Okay, Derek Isabel, Jeter. you were the. Damn, I just wish you were. <laughs> oh, and take the out the baseball best... sucks part. You were the <laughs> best Yankee. Of pot no, you're the best Yankee of podcast production. Yep. Yeah. Well, right. we really, really love you. Um, <laughs> Peter, thank you. Without you, this would not have existed. John, thank you so much. And then of course Sierra and Harry and Jordan. Um I want to thank all of our contributors, um, especially for making those reported pieces. They were so hard to make, but every single time they came out, it was like, this is my favorite episode. No, this is my favorite episode. They were just art. I love them. So shout out to our contributors, Natalie, Katie, Steve Silk, Ariana, Nia, Martin, Zach, Alex, Hanif, Lindsay, Jessica, Shireen, Jasmine, Bronwyn, Alan, Shway, and Robert. And shout out to our listeners and supporters. You guys are the real ones. Liking all our tweets, retweeting us, you know, sending us messages on Instagram how much you love the show. We love you guys too. And thank you for listening. We love you. Let us know where you are. Let's grab a beer. Mm. Unless you're a creep. (laughs) (laughs) I feel uh, bad all the people sending us nice tweets because I'm like, or like DMs because I'm like, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> what are they? Aww. I'll look at I'm them. I'm always just like, thank you so much. Like, love this. Love you. But I'm like, I like, I feel so bad because all the messages are so nice. And I like, I like don't know what to say Aww. on Twitter coming from like the faceless spinsters account. Because a lot of them, it's like Haley and Jordan. Thank you so much. And I'm uh-huh. like, ah. 
Oh, but I do. Crazy. I send it when people tweet at us and when people DM us. I send it to Haley and Jordan and Harry so that everyone gets to see when you say nice things. Oh, we love it. Um. Well, that was great. The uh, stay tuned at the very end if you if you want some uh, uh, extra footage of of us talking about really the farthest thing from basketball a lot some of the we as you you our faithful listeners know we sometimes leave the mics on so i put in a little compilation of um some off the mic off 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 recording hot mic pieces most of this was uh if not all of this was when jordan was on vacation so um she is she is conspicuously absent but that's because she was um drinking like, rum and coke yeah having an mm-hmm. unbelievable time so don't feel um, bad i was on the beach <laughs> yeah exactly nobody <laughs> nobody feel bad for her. she missed out on uh debating if ohio or florida was a better state <laughs> <laughs> this episode of spencers is brought to you by indeed indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract interview and hire all in one place Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is the virtual interview option. That virtual interview tool means there's nothing to download. Just click and talk. With virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com slash spinsters to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash spinsters. Indeed.com slash spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Spinsters is brought to you by Mendy. Mendy offers a line of safe and trusted hemp-derived CBD products, and I cannot skip out on the fact that this is a woman-owned company. You know we love that here. Now, I know what you're thinking, Haley, wow, you never sound this peppy when you're doing these reads. Well, it's because I had a full night's sleep last night. Last night, I took some of Mendy's sleep tincture before bed and slept fully through the night. I made breakfast for the entire house this morning. I walked my dog for longer than usual. So yes, we are now a Mendy household. Mendy's products are all natural for pain, sleep, stress, and energy. With Mendy, you have a choice between full spectrum and no THC. Mendy is a safe, inclusive choice if you're new to CBD. And did I mention that as woman-owned? Some things are worth mentioning twice. Spinsters listeners can save 30% on their first purchase using code SPINSTERS at checkout. My name is Katie Heindel, guest guest of the show, big fan, uh, writer. Girly, resident girly. Resident girly. Uh, that's an honor. Honestly, that's an <laughs> honor I'll take with me. Um, a basketball moment that has meant a lot to me was first, okay, these are all kind of strung together, but Actually, you know what? I'm going to do three and they're all strung together and you can, you people can decide the, you'll see, you'll see, <laughs> stick with me. 
I'm a writer, folks. I'm a storyteller. There's a third line. Uh, the first one was probably go back to like 2015. Uh, I was at a game with my then BF, now husband, but I I turned to him and I I said like. Oh, I'm going to like, I think I want to write about basketball. At this point, I will preface with, uh, I was always a writer on the side, not necessarily about basketball. Uh, I had had many full-time jobs and careers, different kinds. But I thought, you know what? We talk about it all the time. I talk about it with friends. Like I do, I've talked about it. I think at that point I had written about it in like a joking fan fiction way, but like not in a quote serious way. So I was like, you know what? What's the big deal? I want to do this. I'm going to do it. Um, and I started to fast forward, second moment, uh, the Raptors Eastern Conference Finals 2018-2019 championship run, what would become the championship run, May 23rd, Bucks game five. Yeah, that series went to six. Uh, I was working at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Toronto. I was writing about basketball, not on a full-time basis yet, because I was managing events at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Toronto. I remember this because the same night we had an exhibition opening, which became the bane of my existence. We had to bring in a 40-year-old ash tree into the museum in pieces. Parts of it weighed, I'm trying to remember what the like heaviest part was, like the root ball weighed over five tons and I got stuck in the elevator uh, with it in the freight elevator with it um, that day or like days later, I hated this tree. Another little fun fact about this tree is no one thought I love contemporary art, but there are some things that you come to learn when you like work alongside it, i.e. nobody thought about the bugs that were dormant in the tree Ew. out in the world in like uh, this was in May. So like in the springtime and it was a dead tree. It was a dead tree already. They had cut down for this exhibition. All the bugs that would then come to life in the warmth and safety of a temperature controlled, like climate controlled museum floor. Uh, all the ants, the flying ants, the weird beetles that then just like proliferated throughout the museum on that floor and then throughout the museum, plus in the other businesses that we shared the building with. Anyway. What the, what's a flying ant? <laughs> it's an ant with wings. They're awful. That's, uh, yeah. I They're mean, awful. that sounds infinitely worse than a regular ant. We had a successful opening. Uh, I was the like event director, so I had to be there the whole time. There was a Raptors game that night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I didn't know when I was going to get out, like where I was going to go to watch the game. I was really tired. I was really kind of at this point teetering between like, I don't really want to work anymore in full-time jobs like this because I always seem to get pulled away into writing and basketball. So, you know, I was at this weird, weird juncture. But what ended up being really fun was that night, that night I just, we just like shut it, shut the event down when it was finished. I was just going to go home. A couple people were like, no, I'd be interested. These are arts people. I'd be interested to watch a basketball game. <laughs> so I ended up dragging like the curator, uh, arts people who like one of them had seen a game once, but otherwise like mm -mm, like really avant-garde types to a bar in the West End of Toronto, which had a metal show on later that night. But because like the Raptors fever had like taken over the city. They had set up a huge projector in the, the 
the portion of the bar that would have like where the show was going to take place moved all the instruments out of the way and were projecting the game on the wall. Uh, and I watched that game with like these work people, metal bros, just like anyone who had like crowded the bar because they wanted to come and watch it. And it ended up being very fun. The people I brought were like enthralled because they were just like, is this life? Is this art? Everything is happening at once. <laughs> um, and it was phenomenal. Wait. Uh, oh, no. Was that my third moment? I've lost. No, that was your second. Well, if where that was if you going. Met the, in the order of oh, what you wanted to tell them, here go, only here's you know that. <laughs> my last one. Okay. Fast forward to... Uh, February 2020, just before the pandemic started, this was the time I had decided I'm full-time freelance. I've bitten the bullet because I was a freelance features writer embedded with the Raptors. That winter, I went with the Raptors to All-Star in Chicago, my first All-Star. I have a tattoo that says dunk contest on my body, and <laughs> I took it for the first time to the dunk contest. Uh, in person. I love the dunk contest. I, there's never, last year's wasn't great, but whatever. There's like never been a really bad dunk contest in my mind. I I love the showmanship. The cornier, the better. Give me the props. Give me the costumes. Got to see it in person. Cried so much. <laughs> Went to Aaron Gordon's post-game presser where he basically like gave up the dunk contest for the rest of his life because of how hurt he was. Cried standing at the back of the room in the presser. But all of this kind of hit me. It was just like ABC of these moments. Here I am for whatever it's worth. Here I'm, I'm here on my own steam. I'm no longer working in a museum full of bugs or any other job. <laughs> I've spoken it into existence, and here I get to be crying in person, uh, watching Aaron Gordon just like, yeah, be like, I'll never do a dunk again so long as I live. So I won, but at what cost? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no, very impressed beautiful. that I was able to tie those all t together. Thanks for, for bearing with me. Guys. I think that that makes sense because a lot of fandom things do tie together in some way or another mm -hmm. to be uh, meaningful and worth it when you, I don't know, have to go through a job that's like media or even a fandom like the Raptors, which has been proven to be worth it. I mean, I guess it depends on what you measure worth it in some ways, but um, I would say like not one of the before the championship, not one of like the luckiest. No. Or most, most fortunate franchise. I will say, say the significance of that game, because for the longest time, the Raptors just couldn't make it out of the East. So that, they didn't even, like that game was game, they had to win one more after that. Do you remember what series it was? The Bucks series. So it was, it was the Eastern Conference Finals. After that, they went on to face the Warriors. And I remember there was something, like yeah, it was sick to win the finals, but there was almost something better in winning the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. finals because it was like this this uh, hill that like the team and the fandom around it had never really actually gotten to the top of before and gotten to like take a break and be like whoof like we did it look out at, at everything like how far we've come you know it just that felt insurmountable so something about getting to over that was almost like more cathartic than winning a championship yeah I bet it would be the same for Clippers fans <laughs> that is I mean, to get over, like, yeah. that is the hump for them, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. I think that was beautiful. That was lovely. Thanks, Thank you. guys. 
And truly, thank you for um, for always coming on. Hey, I'm sad. I'm bringing your best. Freaking do it again. Uh, hi, my name is Sean Yu, and an MBA moment that meant a lot to me. Um, I don't know how much it means to me now in hindsight, uh, <laughs> but I told this, I actually told the story on the flagrant pod and it was the day James Harden got traded to the Rockets because it was like a very visceral memory for me. And it's still one of the few NBA moments that like I can replay in my head and I, I know exactly where I was. Um, but basically it was where Halloween. It was Halloween oh. in Ithaca College. I think I was my, it was my senior year of school. Um, and yeah, it was right around Halloween time and I normally hate Halloween. It's a holiday that I really, I'm just like, like if I know going in that I have a costume, I'll be like, okay, like I can, you know, but a classic uh, male procrastinator, I always hold it off to the last minute. Um, so it's like Halloween, all my friends are doing Rugrats and they needed Tommy Pickles and I was supposed to be the Tommy Pickles, unbeknownst to me. It was the day of that I was been I was told this. And I was like, fuck that. I was like, I'm not wearing like half a t-shirt and like shorts ridden up high. Like, I don't want to do that. It's freaking cold in Ithaca. Just in a bad mood all day. I was like, I'm just going to smoke weed and stay indoors. <clears throat> and then it's like five o'clock. They're like pre-gaming. And I get like a massive text alert ESPN. James Harden has been traded to the Houston Rockets. And I like, it's like put my phone down. I was like, what? I was like, what? Because it was like a three days before the season started and like trades like that are kind of rare. And I was like, what the hell? And I turned on ESPN and it was legit. First thing on James Harden to the Rockets, blah, blah. blah. And I lost it. And I then was like, fuck it. I'm going out (laughs) Halloween. I put on my light blue shirt, pin, like pin it up. So my stomach's showing and I go after it. And I'm like, all night, I'm like, James Harden's on the Rockets. James Harden's on the Rockets. Let's go. Um, and yeah, Sierra has a photo of me in the Tommy Pickles thing. Um, but yeah, that was a very like monumental moment for me as a basketball fan after living through four to five years of the Rockets being really bad and not having like a star player or someone of note that I could really root for. And it led to, I don't know, four or five years of really great, uh, seasons of me being a fan and actually like being invested in a team. I also, I'm pretty sure I got pneumonia after that night because I was out in like 34 degree weather, um, not wearing anything, but it was all worth it. And that to me, obviously now that he's left and the way he left, it's not as memorable, but that's still like what a time in my life that happened and it was great. Yeah. I I like the idea of preserving the emotion or the feeling you felt in that moment, even though after the fact it was like, sort of semi-scandalous at times and yeah i mean he had arguments with players and etc etc totally and like for me i think if james harden wasn't on the rockets it would have changed the trajectory of my career like i think being at the ringer at the time i was when the rockets were had a lot of legitimacy um gave me a little bit more exposure at at, a, at that company which is like full of nba fans because like who who's a rockets fan you know they're like like few and far between um and so like you know i would be on pods or i'd be on videos being like hey they're 
let's bring in the Rockets guy, you know, <laughs> like, and, and I think that's really cool. Like, I don't know how much I'm going to get now that the team's like super young, but it was a great time for me. Um, and I, that was like the starting point of it all. And me and that Tommy Pickles costume was really like, like all the vivid things that you should remember. Like those are the things that pop out. And, um, you know, there's other like emotional or wholesome basketball moments, but to me that like sticks out. And I guess that's good for my brand. You know, it's a good indicator of my brand. My what brand. was the what? <laughs> what number? Oh man, I can't even think of how to say this. You hadn't been a Rockets fan like a super long time, or had you? Like, what number of good things had happened to you since becoming a Rockets fan? Because okay, that's I a great can't question. Remember when? So you did. I went the when Tracy McGrady got traded to the Rockets. That was around the time when my Rockets fandom began. Began because I was a Tracy, Tracy McGrady is my favorite basketball player of all time. So. When he left the Magic to go to the Rockets, I was like, oh, Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming, uh, all these likable guys like Steve Francis, Katina Momoa. I was like, okay, this is a great fit for me. Um, in the in the midst of that stretch, it's uh, it, it, it's more heartbreaking moments than good moments. Like the Rockets losing in the playoffs, like being the best team in the league, going on that crazy um, win streak, but then losing to Kobe or Yao Ming gets hurt in the playoffs or Tracy McGrady gets hurt in the playoffs. So it's like, it's all like, and obviously the James Harden years are just the same, you know, like reaching this point where you might be at the pinnacle and then something happens, a Chris Paul injury or something that leads to a downfall. I remember... Um, the Tracy McGrady, 13 points in like whatever, like 30 seconds. I remember that game vividly because I um, turned off the game and then someone texted me was like, yo, are you watching this? And I was like, no, they fucking lost. And they were like, no, they're about to win it. And then I turned it on for like the last bucket. And I was like, wow, a regrettable decision <laughs> in my life. Um, so that what should have been a happy moment I missed because I was like being a bratty middle schooler um other rockets things i don't know it's it, it's the franchise that's not many uh highs it's like a, a lot of middle ground and then a lot of lows um so that like brief window of james harden especially that for his first like six months that season he was on a tear it was like 29 34 you know all these crazy point totals and i was like oh my god i was like this guy's the real deal um what else uh the dwight you, howard saga depressing you know all of those things sean do you remember like by what vehicle you received the hard and trade news yeah not like, were you Twitter. texted what you checked no you it just, was like, a, a tweet popped it, up i had the espn app downloaded onto my iphone and it was the it like the the espn whatever sound notification blasted and i was like what the hell i was like what the hell is that this was like? when we kept sound notifications on. yeah yeah there i was, was like, like oh a what's this update where everyone's phone notifications were always on yeah. yeah the best is when you're in the same room with people and they all have the same notification but they all go off at like slightly different times um uh, but that's how you i know got... what's bringing that back be real oh yeah that's true have you ever been in a room of B-reelers and they're all doing it at the same time? Yeah, it's the, it's, I like the B-reel notification noise. Uh, but yeah, I, you could probably track back to my Twitter um, back when I think it was like real Shawnee West. Um, <laughs> that was my handle that I was probably tweeting to nobody. I did a lot of that in high school and college. I tweeted to nobody, but I was like probably like, James Harden on the Rockets. We're fucking, we made it, blah, 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 like all this stuff. Um, but yeah, ESPN app, that's how... 
I think it was like 20, it was 2012 you got tried, 20, yeah, fall of 2012. Amazing. Uh, well, uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, what did you have something else because we can edit. no i was gonna say the 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 current memory is how bright the future looks and the various draft picks um even though i had dreamed of getting the number one pick and then we got the third so you know it, the, the the moral of the story is in the midst of a lot of happy moments the the weight of negative moments is too heavy to bear okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sending, yeah, sending you guys off on a positive note. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I genuinely feel like when too good of something happens too suddenly to somebody, to a team that isn't used to it, it's almost like people that win the lottery and then lose it all immediately because they spend it on something dumb like they invest in. I'm trying to think of something stupid to invest in. Theranos. <laughs> and then it's all gone. Except for they don't even invest in something that's like, lauded at the time like it they invest in i don't know like a cat hair roller mm. or those little uh the shark tank thing actually it's a bad scrub ex- that's a bad example because those are wildly successful yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's i just feel like it's too much like if you look at what happened with the wolves and jimmy butler it's way too much they got overwhelmed mm-hmm. and they fumbled it fumble the bag yeah so hopefully something mildly good happens to you guys in the future i actually think they'll be good this year put that on record all right, I like it. You the the it's always good kismet. I think when a team drafts like a fun random guy in the late first round and yeah. he's good. Like the Shangun yeah. thing is is yeah. really good. It's a really good sign. Terry Eason is another guy they drafted. He is like that LSU defender. Everyone's like steal the draft, steal the draft. It, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like. I will say that this is the most excited I've been for an NBA season in the last probably five or six years, given the like pandemic seasons, the bubble stuff and, you know, all the like shortened seasons. I was like, not really about it, but this is the first season where like we had a normal off season. We had a normally time draft and there's a lot of good drama and a lot of good storylines. But then on the flip side is like, for me is like, Oh, the Rockets are fun. Like, even if they're not winning, I will enjoy watching them play. That was a perfect ending. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Sean. Yeah, thanks for thanks for le- allowing me to be a girly. Thanks for being a girly. You've been truly, truly yeah. the best. All right, guys. Our next partner has a product that we use literally every day. I personally started taking AG1 because I wanted more energy in my mornings as I started off my day and because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I didn't really love taking pills or vitamins and this way is so much better and I actually look forward to it each morning. AG1 is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You can take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. That's exactly why I take it. It starts my day off right. I have way better mornings. I have so much energy. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, like I mentioned, recovery, focus, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com spin. Again, that's athleticgreens.com spin to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, hi, I'm Jason Gallagher, and uh, my favorite... NBA moment of all time is when the Dallas Mavericks won the 2011 NBA championship. Um, it's a very cliche answer for somebody from Dallas to say, but it meant a lot. Um, the, the, that run from Dirk Nowitzki really, really solidified my love of the game, my love of the league. Um, we had five years prior, um, gotten a championship taken away from us by, uh, Bennett Salvatore and uh, the officiating crew down there in Miami, Florida. Uh, and so Dallas was a bleak. The Dallas fan base was very, very bleak for those five years. The following year, uh, Dallas lost as a one seed to the eight seed Golden State Warriors. Um, and then after that, they had been eliminated pretty much first round uh, for the rest of the playoffs until 2011. And Dallas Sports Radio would call the Mavericks the one and done boys. Um, and so going into 2011, I think, uh, 0.0 pundits, uh, you know, nationwide, locally, whatever, believed that Dallas could make it past the first round. They did could beat the defending championship, you know, team Lakers. They did. Uh, and then, uh, they beat the young OKC thunder and then beat uh, the Heatles. I mean, what more can you ask for? Um, I popped champagne in the shower to make sure I didn't get any in, in <laughs> any of the proper places in, in my house. That was a requirement from my lovely wife, Kelly. And then uh, got super drunk, spent about $650 or so on NBAshop.com oh, to buy man. multiple uh, commemorative coins and license plate things and I'm telling you, it was it was uh, the best thing ever. I have a, a literally a framed uh, Sports Illustrated from when that happened right next to me, and that was not planned. Um, yeah, so that's it. I don't know if this is a monologue or <laughs> you're going to talk back to me, but that is the best sports memory uh, for me, and obviously NBA memory. So, I think it's fine if it's feel if it feels like a cliche thing to say. If it's also something that could qualify as like a sports movie, like a fictional sports movie, which yeah. that one absolutely can. Yeah, it definitely was. It, it honestly, like, it made me think that. Um, I, I it also was like a really weird. I'm just a natural pessimist, so I was like, I will never experience anything like that again. So what's the point? <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I literally still think that. I'm like, even if Luca won tomorrow, it like you had to go through so much pain, and like you know, most of the city wanted to trade Dirk at that point. So it's it was it was awesome to see it happen. I don't know if it's pessimism so much as you being able to fully appreciate that in the moment. Yeah. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I was in Chicago. A, a bunch of people uh came over to watch like to watch me watch it like a, like a zoo animal because <laughs> they knew how much it, it was going to mean to me and uh yeah it was it was it was great. My honorable mention just just for the record is when Pau Gasol sang the phrase how to save a life at a benefit. Uh he did it in karaoke and it I think I watch that video like once a month to this day since 2012. 
amazing moment. Amazing like the NBA fray? Moment. The fray. Okay. How to save a life. Have you guys not seen this? No. No, I've Harry, never seen that. Harry, are you allowed to play that on the podcast for like two seconds? Uh, sure. Let's, well, well, I'll put it in right here. I love that. That's a great answer. So you said you were living in Chicago. Do you remember, are you a watching these games at a bar? Do you need to be alone? Are you like, uh, yeah. do you don't yeah, care? At that point, uh, I, I think I'm a pretty superstitious fan, and so there was some success watching it at, at on my couch at home alone, <laughs> and so I just rode with that. Uh, I always went on the same run um, every time before those games because things were looking good, um, and so why rock the boat? And so, yeah, it was, it was it was so great. It was so great. It was like one of those things where it was like you walk into work the next day. I was working a sales job, and like the bosses knew I was just like not a reliable person at work that next day. You know, it was it was one of those things. So that's awesome. Um, there's not very many like moments like that where like your like literal a hole boss is just like, man, I get it. You know, <laughs> and that's what it was. So it was great. All right, my name's Rohan Nodgerny, and my favorite NBA moment, or the NBA moment that's meant the most to me, so I feel like a lot of people are expecting me to go off the wall on this one, you know, I've come on this podcast and told stories about almost <laughs> breaking my nose at a playoff game, but I'm actually going serious for this one. I'm going to go with Dwayne Wade's last NBA game in Brooklyn, easily the coolest basketball game I've ever been to in my life. You know, I've been lucky to go to some finals games, seen some classic moments, but being there for my favorite player's last game, watching him get uh, one last assist to Udonis Haslam to get a triple-double in his last game, it truly does not get any better than that. Um, my only regret was, I like, you know, there was an after-party situation. I wasn't invited. I thought, you know, maybe I'd done enough Dwayne Wade stories by then. I could have gotten a, a heads-up from someone in PR, but that's okay. Still... A beautiful night and very memorable for me. Wow, that's beautiful. And you know, I it's really nice that Udonis Haslam can still be remembered for something in recent history. That's okay. technically a let contribution. Me, let me let me use this platform to just give my Udonis Haslam take, okay? Okay. I'm not gonna pretend like we're not irrational about him, okay? I'm not gonna pretend like it makes sense that it's not worthy of mockery. But if you told me that my favorite team would continue to sign my favorite player every year, I'd sign up for that deal a hundred out of a hundred times. Are these people who are in like a rush to see him retire, say he's wasting? I'm like, what are you watching basketball for? Asset management? Like general managers maximizing the roster? Like that fucking sucks. I would yeah. much rather see Udonis Haslam not only a, a franchise legend, a local legend, a Miami hero, like the ultimate Miami story, on the t let him be on the team until he's fifty years old. I, I, why would that make me upset? I don't. I don't understand the people who watch basketball to not see their favorite players still on their favorite teams. Yeah, why are we promoting um, a culture where we want people to be fired? I guess or exactly. Let go. It's, it's yeah. ageist. I would, yeah, it's I would ages, go, forced retirement. I'd go further to say the NBA should just allow teams like a 16th player franchise legend, like 
designation. Like, and it could be anyone, you know, it, like, why, like, let's, if we had a team in Seattle and it's like Sue Bird wants to be like the legend for the NBA team for a bit, like, why not? Like, let's, you know, let's get everyone involved here. The vibe bring check back, guy. Bring back <laughs> the, the all-star competition with the, with the legends and that, but that person has oh, to Oh, are you talking about the shooting it? stars? Yeah. The one yeah. that the, the NBA took away after Chris Bosch's team dominated it like three yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Literally every single year on All-Star Weekend, I tweet about Chris Bosch's shooting stars and every year whoever <laughs> is running his social media account retweets it. <laughs> 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 I'm like, we need Chris Bosch back. Oh, like let, let him compete. That's yeah. so funny. Man, talk the- about a player who is just always entertaining. That is actually another one. And who one you of, have ties to? Yes, one of my all-time favorite people. We had we used to do like a web show for Sports Illustrated, and Chris Bosch was the guest one time, and I was just actively talking about how much I loved him the entire interview, <laughs> and I, he was definitely making him a little uncomfortable. But I was like, the last time my dad hugged me was when you made a game winner against the Spurs. <laughs> um, I was like. Uh, yeah, it was incredible. I was like, I was like, I was like, remember when Kevin Durant talked shit about you when you had a lo- blood clot in your lung? Like, fuck that guy. I was, just, I, was, I was, I was unloading. I was just unloading. Yeah, um, he was like, it's okay. Oh. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. I love Chris Bosh. Yeah, no, that's amazing. The, a brief Udonis Haslam thing that I think is always funny because I, I did love Udonis, especially on the, was it the 03? 06, 06. Well, 06 was when they won the title, but he yeah, yeah, yeah. came on the, the team in 03, yeah. The the 06 Heat team is, mm. is the funny thing about UD back then, and I guess he was in the middle of a normal-aged career at that point in 2006, but it's even back then he had like a creaky old man game. Oh yeah, like just you know, twelve footer, fourteen footer, kind of like a weird sling. He was side. he so, was always a thirty three year old power forward from right, right from his first year to his last year. <laughs> no, yeah. truly. So it, it's it it. He's kind of got the like Perry Ellis syndrome where it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it does feel like he's been. Um... Udonis Haslam, by the way, double double in game six of the 2006 NBA Finals. Shaquille O'Neal did not have one. And Udonis also played defense on Dirk Nowitzki. I, I listen, I could I could just do an hour on Udonis Haslam. Like just not even taking a breath. No one gets a word in. I'm just going, <laughs> just talking about different fouls of his that I loved. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is like your expanded favorite thing that <laughs> NBA thing that meant a lot to you. You down the south one. It's it was it's well it really it just stems from that connection of Dwayne Wade and Udonis. You know what I mean? It's like the it's like I, I just hope they're still friends. Like anytime I see them hanging out together on Instagram, like it makes it brings me a ton of joy, even though I don't know either of them personally on that level. I'm like, this is so adorable. Like they're at a barbecue together, or like Oh, Udonis is Dwayne Wade's daughter's godfather. This is incredible. I, I, it's it's probably would be deeply concerning to either of them if they knew how much joy it was bringing me, a random person. What does it feel like to have like a former favorite player be in Dwayne Wade, like not be problematic? Because that's pretty rare. 
it's rare and it's like you know there's times where it's like you might be walking up to the line i i think the secret is he married someone really cool i think that he yeah, yeah we're really we're really glad he married gabrielle union she seems to have her head on straight really on top of everything um you know i think that helps a lot not you know she just is i think she's on top of it i think she's on top of it yeah marry someone better than you is is good advice. <laughs> yes that's my I, my goal is to also marry like a Gabrielle Union type. Let's say, yeah, yeah I would love yeah. in the mold of Gabrielle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Rohan, that was perfect. Thank you. Well, here's my thing, and I, you know, I'm not going to apologize. You guys are grown men. I have an extremely submissive period and i'll explain oh, now when girls yeah when rohan when girls get together in oh a group, we have talked about this they their periods sink right and there's always people you come across with like the very dominant period like theirs is the one that people sink to mine always sinks i'll always go yeah. i'm just wherever if i'm in a room with too many women boom <laughs> it's been to over 12 hours one of them's i'm on my period yeah. often yeah yeah. So I think Haley, that probably... I'm on the exact opposite end of that. <sighs> okay, girl. My boss. volleyball team, you used to get, you would get like 12 of us who would all spend, you know, like 58 hours straight together in a hotel room. Girl boss. Round them all up, collecting them. Yeah. Collecting cycles. That's amazing. What, what would you rather be? Like, would you trade? I know I had to decide how like deep I was going to go. I scaled it back from one that was like a little bit too. It was just like too emotional. So um, maybe you should let us be the judge of that. No. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about those iPhones that are like smaller? I want one so bad. My friend loves his. I think I'm. I've heard the battery's a little, like a little less powerful, but all the batteries suck anyway. So I'm like, I just like a smaller phone. Like I don't want something to fill so much space. Yeah. What is it? It's like very small. I haven't seen this. Yeah. They're... How small? <laughs> you guys hear about this? They they got a, they got smaller phones. You guys hear about this? You guys hearing about this? <laughs> Somebody told me they got a phone for babies. I've been known to dabble in snack. Yeah, I'll do that yeah. sometimes. Yeah. If I forget to buy snacks before, yeah. or if I forget to download, we 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 were talking about this the other day. If I forget to download something, I'm like, you fucking stupid. I bought bitch. a little cheese plate to watch Jurassic World. Dude. With oh, on, Jet, on a JetBlue flight recently, mm-hmm. yeah, JetBlue is nice. Right. I like JetBlue. Yeah, for a- Harry, Harry is. I've never seen him agree with me more in my life. <laughs> I was like on the tip of my tongue. Is the JetBlue cheese platter? Yep, is <laughs> elite. Like, elite. It is yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd <laughs> wow, buy it. Amazing. I'd buy it on the ground. You know, dude. Yeah, for real? yeah. You know, they got that perfect ratio. That's street dude. level. That's. Street level goodness for sure. So growing up in South Florida, all we talked about was like celebrations, the weirdest fucking place in the world. It was it's the like weirdest. It's like a Disney place. company town. It's like yeah. the Don't Worry Darling town, oh. but by Disney. Yeah. yeah. Is my you know how they used to have like railroad worker towns, Harry, where it'd be yeah, like you yeah, pay yeah. with the, you don't even get real money. You just like pay with it. Yeah. It was like, this like is like spawn con for Disney. Literally, it's called Celebration. The downtown like looked like something Disney made. Um, I had a great time. That's the first time I went and last time I ever did participate in Four Loco Fridays. 
<laughs> where we right. would drink them before and during school. Um, <laughs> the soccer was very fun there, even though I didn't wasn't there during the season. We'd play like after school all the time. I snuck into a theme park that was abandoned. That's awesome. Yeah, I was having like a really weird stage when I was in Florida, which matched up well with the fact that I was in Florida. The theme park thing reminds me of something that I feel a lot of guilt about in my life. So in Florida, senior year of high school, there's this thing, there's like, there's one called Grad Bash and there's one called Grad Night. And it's <laughs> when local high schools go to either Disney World or Universal yeah. Studios after the they park closes. They all talked about this in Celebration. Yeah. So it's it's incredible. Like you look forward to it all senior year. You get to the park at like 6 p.m. You get in at 7 or something like that. And then it's shut down just for like high school kids. There's barely any lines. It's a ton of fun. And so it's like you get there at like 6 and you hang out in like the little downtown areas first before the park officially closes and you go in. And there's like a section like taped off, okay? And so we're all waiting by the front of the tape because it's like minutes until we're about to go in. And my friends and I are all like, we want to be front row on the incredible hulk coaster immediately like that's the one it's this (laughs) the sickest roller coaster at the time in florida so as soon as like the minute hits and they pull off that tape people are running and when i say there is a stampede there is a literal stampede of people running all towards the same ride and i saw like multiple people fucking eat it like just trip and, and i'm like and i kept running (laughs) <laughs> like what does that say about what are you gonna me? do but it's nothing it's like if i don't keep running i also also right. yeah just a couple little sierras yeah maybe i'll just there. be like maybe i'll run into her one day or him yeah. that'd yeah. be crazy i wouldn't recognize them i have her. a very like my face yeah. is just not that remarkable so yeah. They're, they're just gonna take on like whatever. I, I mean, recognize my own kids. Yeah, I don't have like strong yeah. features or anything, so I seriously doubt. I mean, they're just gonna yeah. melt into whatever the dad's features are. Yeah, yeah. Someday I'm yeah. gonna like come across like a six foot tall, twelve year old yeah. with like jacked up teeth yeah. and be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Yeah, this is one of mine." That's familiar. Yeah. You're gonna be like, "That's yeah, this is one of yeah, mine for sure." That's a bit of me. Yeah. <laughs> what was the thing that you guys were made fun of most for in a in um, middle school. One is a two part, which was I always, I was always really short and really young looking. So I was always looked so until short, I, I'm still on the shorter end, but I, I grew like, I've, I've said this in my fun fact, I grew six inches that one year in, in high That's school. Crazy. So before wow. that, I was like five one um, in high school. <laughs> like my freshman year of high school, I was like five one um, and like really baby face. And were these girls teasing you or are these the boys i mean i also i went to a private hippie high school like you would go to jail for bullying like i wasn't right you know, <laughs> i was i was not Me and Harry all time. i was we lifted up opposite experiences yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy harry was heralded the closer one the that i got made fun of for when i was younger was um when i would talk really fast i would like spit and just like i have a really loud voice so i would always Did people like, call you mark spitz <laughs> <laughs> you bully they will now <laughs> we had a spitter too and that's what people called him mark oh, spitz. That's funny. my my pledge name when i joined a frat was dobby the free elf aka dj dj sewer rat oh no <laughs> And that was just because of uh, 
I was like a dirt, dirty, dirty hipster among among <laughs> the the Midwestern frat contingent. And I think my high school experience was better than it should I bet have you been. Were really well liked. Yeah, I was like class clown, but mixed yeah, of like I, I, I was in like every friend group for like a couple months, and then I'd be like, I'd just I'd be bouncing. I'd be like, eh, yeah. Uh, I'm done with the sports guys. I'm gonna go to the indie indie rock crew. <laughs> oh, I'm done with the indie rock crew. I'm gonna go with the the people. That, You're like, like I'm gonna go to the indie rock crew. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Your hair you, swooped different one morning, <laughs> and you were like, "You guys, I'm an indie boy now." You guys listen to Elliot Smith. <laughs> Jordan's gonna start crying. Welcome <laughs> to my, my guys. The wise. I wasn't expecting the wise. I know. Harry dropped that on us for the last oh. recording. Yeah, I've had. I guess that technically, I've had a week to sit with it. <laughs> oh, I did not have a week to sit with it. Oh, oh. okay. Oh.